Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 27th of July. All eyes are on the inflation number, which will be released later this morning with experts predicting it could hit a 32-year high in Australia. The Australian Bureau of Statistics is set to release the Consumer Price Index data for the June quarter today, with economists fearing it will hit 6.2% the highest since the December quarter in 1990. Comsec's Gareth Aird says it will have a major impact on the rising cost of living. The unfortunate thing here for households is that it's the prices of things that you've got to buy that are growing the the quickest. Uh, Food, transport, fuel, utilities, um, things that households don't really get a lot of enjoyment in buying, but they've got to buy. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says inflation will eventually ease, telling the ABC the federal government will do all it can to support Australians. But it's also expected to to peak and then to decrease over a period of time. So what we need to do is to make sure there are appropriate settings put in place. Now, the Reserve Bank is responsible for for part of that, but so is the federal government. And we'll be doing our bit to take pressure off working people And we'll have more on this important story shortly in business and finance. Meantime, it's the second day of sitting for the new federal parliament today in Canberra with groundbreaking legislation set to be introduced. Some MPs could cross the floor today in support of the federal government's climate change bill. It's the first of new legislation to be handed down by the Albanese government, which includes the emissions reduction target of 43% by 2030. The Greens want that to be a minimum target, not the maximum, as well as many independents. Member for Goldstein, Zoe Daniel, has told Channel 10 it's important we get the wording right. Enshrining 43% as a floor, not a ceiling. I think the government's indicated that it's very open to that. I just felt that there was a risk that if you just stick to the 43 then a future government could say, well, that's all we have to hit. The government will also be introducing new legislation which will overhaul funding for the aged care sector. It will create new laws requiring a registered nurse to be on duty at all times from July next year. But Dr Sarah Russell from advocacy group Aged Care Matters says we need more staff before that can happen. The ALP have some ideas for that, for how to bring in more people into the aged care system. This will prevent hospital admissions. It will be revolutionary. So we just need to bring this on as quickly as we can. The fallout continues over the Pride jersey controversy at NRL club Manly Warringah. Coach Des Hasler and captain Daly Cherry Evans faced the media yesterday, confirming seven players will not take to the field in tomorrow night's important clash against the Roosters, refusing to play in the new jersey with rainbow colours, citing religious and cultural reasons. Des Hasler wouldn't confirm who made the decision to roll out the inclusive jerseys, but apologised to the public, the NRL and players. We are here today um, to apologise for a significant mistake made by the many uh, Seagulls Football Club. The execution of what was intended to be an extremely important and pieing initiative was poor. None of the coaching staff nor the players (coughs) had prior knowledge to the jersey. In other news this morning, a man has been arrested in WA over the murder of a German backpacker in New South Wales more than 17 years ago. 25-year-old Simone Strobel was found dead in February 2005 near a camping site in Lismore after a night out with friends. New South Wales detectives travelled to Perth to arrest a 42-year-old man at home. 
he will now be extradited. And Melbourne City Council is moving ahead with plans to change Australia Day celebrations on the 26th of January. At a meeting last night, Lord Mayor Sally Cap led the call for change. The motion was passed by a majority vote, with the local government now moving to consult the community on how to commemorate Australia Day in a way that is more respectful to First Nations people. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to WA and the local town of Port Hedland is still reeling after a fatal house fire that killed three young children. A woman has now been charged with their murders and is facing court. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the latest from Perth. Tash residents in Port Hedland are being encouraged to join together to heal after last week's house fire tragedy. A woman is said to face court again next month, charged over the alleged murders of three children aged 10, 7 and 5 months. Police Commissioner Cole Blanche says the healing will take time. I really want the family to spend time together and grieve with the Port Hedland community and it's something they really need to do over the coming weeks, months and years. It's a very, very difficult one to get over. Healing events are scheduled for today and tomorrow starting at South Headland Lottery's house at 9am both days. To Queensland now and local hospitals are warning of a catastrophic situation as COVID cases continue to skyrocket across the state with warnings the worst is to come. It comes as authorities announced yesterday a toddler has died of COVID. Our reporter Amelia Oberhart has more from Brisbane. Yes, thanks, Tash. Well, doctors across the Queensland health system are now warning of a dire situation in our hospitals as an explosion of COVID cases overwhelms emergency departments. New modelling has predicted there'll be around 660 Queenslanders in hospital with COVID by the peak of the third wave, which is now expected to hit at the end of August. It comes as a 23-month-old toddler died yesterday of COVID in a statement released by the Queensland Children's Hospital. It is the youngest COVID death recorded in the state since the pandemic began and the 14th child under the age of nine to die in Australia. The Premier has announced yesterday they were taking measures to support healthcare workers by adding 200 new hospital beds and introducing virtual healthcare to assist in triaging in ED departments. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, as we mentioned, all eyes today are on those key inflation numbers. What are you expecting them to be? Yeah, look, Tash, it is going to be a big day. Um, Economists are predicting that the the June quarter figures coming out today will show that the consumer price index is risen by about 1.9% and basically looking at the annual inflation rate now to to hit a 32-year high of 6.3%. Look, I would not be surprised it was actually higher than that too. Yeah, we know the RBA did say that they're thinking of peaking at 7%. Um, I would not be surprised that if it goes above what economists are predicting right now. Um, And look, this is all the RBA needs today to to look at these numbers and think, yes, this is the evidence I need to actually start hiking rates um, even more aggressively. And and the big banks have changed their forecasts already. We know that. They're coming in a lot more aggressive. Uh, In fact, one is saying that the cash rate could hit 3.35% by the end of this year. So, if the cash rate does end up there, Tash, somebody with a $600,000 mortgage will see their repayments jumping, jump up in total by almost $1,100 since the first rate hike in May. Now, that's aggressive. They're coming out hard and fast. Um, look, I know plenty of homeowners are ahead in their repayments, but it is a case of the haves and haves not. 
I am expecting to see hardship numbers going up. And the banks are good at this because we know not long ago, uh, during the, the height of the pandemic, you know, mortgage pauses, hundreds and thousands were, uh, of loans were put on, on hold. So I think hardship is going to be big again. Now, when you do say you're in hardship, your bank will give you a couple of options, of course. Typically, it could increase your term or revert to interest only. On a $600,000 loan, if you increase your term by five years, you can see your repayments drop by $407 per month. But if you don't do anything to catch up, you can also see your interest bill added by an extra $74,000 over that total term. So do understand the impact of what you're doing. On a positive note, I'm seeing one bank predicting that the RBA will likely cut rates ease things in 2024 um, and it expects rate cuts over 2024 to bring the cash rate back to 2.35%. So if you're considering all these variables, the Reserve Bank set to move next week and increase rates again. We're already seeing spending starting to come off in many areas. Do you think we're sliding into a recession? I think we're faring a lot better than what other countries are going. I don't, our inflation numbers, remember, are still not as high anywhere as high as the US and UK. And of course, we've got the, uh, the big numbers coming out by the Fed on uh, what, what will be Thursday morning for us, their rate hike as well. Um, I, I think we hopefully can avoid, avoid that, but uh, we are in a much better position than, um, you know, uh, other countries. Effie, thanks so much. Thank you. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. The first and only openly gay rugby league player has spoken out about the ongoing Manly Pride jersey controversy that is now making, unfortunately, international headlines. Yes, good morning, Tash. This has made uh, worldwide news, this uh, issue. Seven players continuing with their promise to boycott uh, tomorrow night's season-defining game against the Roosters due to that decision to wear a pride jersey. Ian Roberts, who's the NRL's first openly gay player, has spoken of his gut-wrenching reaction to that news. He believes that the positive message that Manly is trying to send has been lost. It's about letting people know that, you know, you are welcome here. You are worthy to be here. You are, you know, you are part of our community and you'll want it. That's what this is about. It's, it, it's not about forcing uh, sexuality issues upon people. And it's been revealed the Pride jersey was 12 months in the making despite claims the players were unaware. Hugh Jackman is on the front page of the Daily Telegraph in Sydney this morning modelling the jumper. Yeah, it's extraordinary. The fallout continues to AFL now. Let's start with some good news and some very special milestones in the AFL this weekend. Yeah, Joel Selwood set to play his 350th game. There's nothing in the game that Joel Selwood hasn't achieved, while uh, Shane Edwards will join Tigers legends like uh, Kevin Bartlett and Jack Rewalt when he lines up in game at 300 against the Lions. He's just the fifth player in Richmond history to reach that milestone and is remaining humble in the build-up. You probably don't look back as fondly as you should until you finish. It's something that I, I look forward to one day. I couldn't believe it when I played 100 games and I'm kind of reliving the feeling right now. While Dan Hanabry is in line to play his first game since round 23 last year as the Saints fight to keep their season alive against the Hawks this weekend. The veteran has played just 15 out of a possible 81 games since leaving the Swans in 2018 due to a long-running battle with soft tissue injuries, while his teammate Dan Butler has signed a new two-year deal despite an inconsistent season. It's pretty simple, uh, really. You know, there wasn't too much mucking about around with it and was just happy to get it done. 
There's another comeback on the cards. Will Pekofsky is uh, picking up steam in his uh, return from repeat concussions. He's been named in an eight-man squad of emerging players heading to India for a training camp. And Nick Kyrgios has started to prepare for the US Open. He's been granted a wild card into a lead-up tournament in Cincinnati. He's always entertaining, isn't he? He certainly is. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. It's one of Australia's most baffling unsolved crimes. But now a researcher has made a major breakthrough in the case of the so-called Somerton Man. A man's body was found lying on Somerton Beach in Adelaide in 1948. A piece of paper was found tucked into the man's pocket with the words finished written in Persian. Now an Adelaide University researcher has finally identified the mystery man after more than 70 years as local Melbourne resident Carl Webb. Turns out he wasn't a Russian spy after all. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.